Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Mythbusters Salaries. And ask me questions if I was confusing. Now, today I'm going to be on my best behavior because this is going to be one of those podcasts that maybe, 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 here's that friend you have that's a Cubs fan. Maybe you agree with them right now. Maybe you disagree with them right now. Let's call him Jeff. Let's call him Jeff. Jeff is out there. And he has a certain mindset. Maybe you currently have the same mindset. But Jeff has a current mindset that by the time you finish listening to this podcast, you're thinking, you know what? I want to have Jeff listen to this podcast because it kind of gets across a point that I don't think He's thought of yet. So I'm going to be on my best behavior. Because hopefully maybe one or two of you will say, Hey, Jeff, check out this podcast. Let me know what you think of it. Uh, Some of my podcasts are very good for passing off to other friends. Anytime you hit like, hit share, hit retweet, hit follow, hit like this podcast, any of that kind of stuff. It's cool. It's helpful. It makes the podcast appear more legitimate, seem more legitimate, uh, get more attention, blah, 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 blah. Hey, I know that I'm, um, uh, (laughs) I'm not an A-list podcast. I'm not a B-list podcast. I'm looking at things that a lot of people don't tend to look at, but there's one thing that's, that keeps coming up and I want to take a specific podcast episode to talk about a fallacy regarding baseball that gets tossed about and isn't accurate. It isn't accurate at all. And once in a while, I like to have one of these. doesn't really have a whole lot to do with the Cubs pipeline. doesn't really have a whole... It has something to do with Cubs revenue. But, um, you know, the, the whole thing all goes together. If the Cubs have more money that they're willing to spend on more players and more willing to spend on more coaching and more, you know, more weight benches and more edgertronic machines. Generally, that's all kind of good. Having more money, probably better, especially if the team is interested in spending it. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. But let's get to the specific fallacy. The specific fallacy. Maybe Jeff thinks this. Maybe it's not Jeff. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's somebody else in your universe. It involves the finances of baseball. The finances of baseball. And the fallacy is the fans pay so much in ticket prices Because the players make too much money. The fans 
pay too much in ticket prices because the players make too much money. If it weren't for Jason Hayward making all that money, if it weren't for, I don't know, Marcus Stroman contract, if it weren't for this, if it weren't for that, if it weren't for the other thing, I would be paying a whole lot less for my tickets to go watch the Cubs. That's a fallacy. That is a fallacy. Pure and simple. There's a whole lot of things that go into determining a ticket price. A ticket price. Let's say there is a specific batch of tickets somewhere. It can be the Cubs game. It can be a different sport. It can be amateur. These tickets last year cost $80 per game. $80 per game. Last season. What should they cost this year? $80 last year. What should they cost this year? And why specifically? Why specifically should that be the price that they should cost this year? It was 80 last year. What should that ticket cost? This year, why should it cost that? And why will the people that decide the ticket prices decide on that price? Kind of straightforward. It was 80 last year. What should it be now? Should it be $65.73? Should it be $78.82? Should it be... 76 flat should it be 81 25 because the players put in an unacceptable offer why does why do the cubs choose their specific ticket prices why do the cubs choose their specific ticket prices i'll spin it different why do the Cubs choose their specific prices for Polish sausage? Why do the Cubs select their specific price for programs? Why do the Cubs select their specific prices for anything. Anything at all. Why do the Cubs select the specific price they are going to charge for anything that you would pay for when you go to a Cubs game? How is that price determined? Why is that price selected? Why specifically? What's a beer cost? 
I, I, I don't drink beer. I haven't been to a Cubs game at Wrigley Field in 25 years. I, I, what's a beer cost? I, I think I've heard somebody say eight bucks. I don't know if that's accurate, but, you know, eight bucks. I, 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 I don't know. What, whatever a beer costs. How do the Cubs determine what's the cost of a beer? What's the cost of a beer? How do the Cubs determine that? Why do they come up with that number? Is it because, well, last year Jason Hayward made this much money, and next year Kyle Hendricks' contract is going to be, but after all, we're going to have Wilson Contreras in his last year of arbitration, uh, but Chris Bryant's not around, so maybe because Chris Bryant's not around, we should reduce the cost of beer because Chris Bryant's not around. What, what's the number they choose? What's the number they choose? Why? Why that number? Why do the Cubs select their ticket prices? Why do the Cubs select their prices for beer or nachos? Whatever the heck you're going to buy. Why do the Cubs select that price for that item? Is it because... Tom Ricketts has different political alliances than some other people? Well, that'd be an answer. Um, could it be um, because of Jason Hayward's contract? We were going to reduce what we were going to charge on salted peanuts but then we remembered Jason Hayward's contract. Nope, not, not, go, not going to charge that for salted peanuts because there's the Jason Hayward contract thing. No, 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 people know it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. It's really not that hard. The Chicago Cubs are in business to fill in the blank. The Chicago Cubs are in business to fill in the blank. The Chicago Cubs are in business to maximize the return on their investment. That's why the Cubs are in business. Maximize their return on their investment. That's what it is. <laughs> Their business. Why, why does why does Walgreens charge what they charge for Snickers bars? Because that's what they can get for them. Let's say Walgreens is charging a dollar for a specific size of Snickers bar. One dollar one Snickers bar, one dollar. And they have a focus group. They do a whole bunch of research. And they decide, you know what? If we would move our cost on that specific size of Snickers bar from a dollar to a dollar and a quarter, we would make more money that way. Ooh. 
know what they're going to do? <laughs> they're going to move it up to a dollar and a quarter. If their research, if their focus group, if their studies, they have people who are doing this work. That is their job. Should this dollar Snickers bar get bumped up to a buck and a quarter? If they're going to make more money by moving the Snickers bars up to a buck and a quarter, they're going to do it. Conversely, if they get to a point where maybe, 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 maybe in their supply chain, in their supply chain of Snickers bars, they realize, you know what? We have a couple too many Snickers bars in our supply chain. We like to have 130 units across the universe of Snickers bars. We like to have 130 units of Snickers bars. But due to some things that happened, maybe some weather, maybe some other supply chain issues, we like to have 130, but as of right now, we have 142 units of Snickers bars. We have too many Snickers bars. We have too many Snickers bars. And they're taking up too much space in our warehouse, on our trucks, in our stores. We have too many Snickers bars. It's horrible. You know what they'll do? Snickers. On sale. 90 cents. People walk in. Hey, we can get more Snickers for our dollar. I'm going to go out and buy a Snickers. I, 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 I don't buy Snickers bars here because they ask for a dollar. That's criminal. <laughs> Down to 90 cents now. Hey, baby, I'm getting two of them. One for now and one for later because for 90 cents, I'm buying Snickers bars, says the customer who grabs two. It, it actually grabs four. He grabs four. So he's got four Snickers bars. Then, after a couple of weeks, supply chain goes from 132, which is horrible and evil and wicked for Walgreens. Now they're down to 120. They're exactly where they're supposed to be. Snickers bars, back up to a dollar. Oh, man, that was awesome when they had Snickers bars for 90 cents. Supply chain. The goal for the Chicago Cubs. Maury, for, uh, Maury Brown on Twitter. I think I might have mentioned this a couple days ago in a podcast. He was running the numbers from Forbes Magazine. Forbes Magazine, MLB Owners Net Worth. MLB Owners Net Worth. 30 owners. Last 10 years. 30 owners, last 10 years. Net worth for the owners, 30 owners, 10 years. So that's 300 numbers, right? Last 10 years, MLB owners, net worth. Net worth for MLB owners is going up $180 million per year per owner. Obviously, some will be a bit higher than 180, some will be a bit lower than 180. 
But Major League Baseball owners adding $1.8 million to their net worth per year. Good work if you can get it. That's the goal. We're at 1.8. What can we do to get up to 2.1? Rob Manfred, people are giving a whole bunch of crap to you. Maybe you ought to go out and find some deal with some organization where I don't have to do a darn thing. I was going to say a different word, but I'm on my best behavior today. I don't have to do a darn thing, and you're going to add $365,000 a year to my net worth over the next 40 years, and I don't have to do a darn thing. Go do that. That's Rob Manfred's job. Rob Manfred's job is to increase the Major League Baseball owner's net worth by more next year than it was this year. That's his goal. That's his job. When it comes to an owner trying to decide how much should we charge for that $80 seat from last year? $80 last year. What should we charge for it this year? Does Jason Hayward matter? Does Wilson Contreras matter? Does Frank Schwindel matter? Does whether Anthony Rizzo's contract was entirely paid for by the Cubs last year? Or if the Yankees paid a portion of his contract down the stretch, which they did not, does that decide how much that $80 seat is going to cost this season if there are any games? No. Completely inconsequential. The Chicago Cubs have people who are responsible for... What should we charge for that? What should we charge for that and why? They're charging six bucks for that last year. It was really popular. People started buying it down the stretch. Let's kick it up to seven, seven and a half. Will that make us more money? I think so. Then let's do it. That thing, it was $6 last year. It's kind of getting a little bit passe. I don't think we want to cancel it. Don't want to, I don't think we want to stop producing it. But I think it probably might benefit us financially long term to drop it from $6 to $5.50 or maybe even $5 next year. Will it make us more money? Yeah, let's do it. Evan Altman had something out today. I should probably look the tweet up. He was talking about how player salaries per annum from 2018 to 2021. 2018 to 2021, player salaries per annum have gone down. Player salaries have gone down. So basically, if the play, he has he has numbers. I didn't do I didn't double, triple, quadruple check. But you know, last year, uh, three years ago, it was. Um, I don't know, 
6.5 million, now 6.1 million, or whatever it was. But the numbers down. And you know, he he picked he picked years where 2020 wasn't involved. So it wasn't the 60-game season where, well, you know, I don't know that I want to buy the number. Player salaries from 2018 to 2021 are down. Player salaries are down. If player salaries were 100% the reason that your beer costs exactly what it costs at Wrigley Field, the price for your beer would have gone down. Did your beer price go down? Probably not. Probably not. Beer prices generally haven't gone down at baseball games. It appears it's not the player's salary that is 100% driving what your beer is going to cost, what your tickets are going to cost, what your frankfurter is going to cost, what your Italian sausage is going to cost at a ball game. It's not player salaries. It's people that are deciding if we kick this price up a little tiny bit, is it going to make us more money? That's what matters. If a reduction in price in tickets will bring about more people buying tickets, more people parking, more people buying merchandise, more people buying beer, prices might well go down. But it's not because the owners are being nice. The owners want to make more money. And when the owner decides whether they're going to keep this or that person who decides the price on the things you're going to buy at Wrigley Field. Because there are people, that is their job. My job is to determine what you will charge for whatever it is you're going to buy. Might be one guy, might be five guys. <laughs> Tom Ricketts probably want to have be one because then he could make more money. But however many people it is, their job, his job, their job is to determine how much we should charge everybody for this. And the goal is come up with that price where the Chicago Cubs will make the most money possible. And oh, by the way, just so you know, if you're bad at doing that job, you will be fired because you were bad at doing that job and you'll be replaced by someone who, in Tom Ricketts' eyes, had better be good at, had better be better at it than you are. Ticket prices, beer prices, I don't know about parking prices. I, I don't specifically know. I think that's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that works. 
But um, certainly merchandise, jersey, hats. How much do you pay for a Cincinnati Reds hat at Wrigley Field? Yeah. Who decides? Well, somebody decides. They decide based on what is the best price for having on Cincinnati Reds hats. And we want to make sure that we have, you know, 10 or 15 Cincinnati Red hats in the merch shop. And it could be at some point during the season, you know what? We have too many Cincinnati Reds hats. Or we had last year way too many Cleveland Indians hats. Way too many. And you know what happens? If a club has too much stuff, taking up too much space, and they want to trim down their supply of said item, they cut the price. They cut the price, but it's not because they're being nice. They cut the price because they don't want to have too much stuff in their facility. They want to have the right number of hats, not the wrong number of hats. The Chicago Cubs base their pricing on what will add the most to Tom Ricketts' bottom line. There you go. It's not Jason Hayward. Ooh, I hope that the Cubs have really bad prospects coming up so that they don't extend that. No, 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 you're, out. you're, you're overthinking this. They're going to base their ticket pricing. Are people going to show up this year? Are people going to show up this year? I tell you, I tell you, let's say that this year the average attendance at a Cubs game is 26.3. 26, 317. 26, 317 is the average in 2022. 26, 317 is the Cubs average in 2022, hypothetically. Let's just go with that to start. They will assess based on what do we think the team will do next year. What, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If the Cubs get to a point where in the next two, three, four, five, six, seven years, the average gets to the point where it's going to be 38, 39, 40, 41, whatever the maximum is. Just people are going to keep showing up. Doesn't matter how high we raise the price, people are going to show up. You know what they're going to do with the ticket prices then? They're going to raise the ticket prices. Why? Because if you have a seller's market and people want to show up and want to watch a team's games, the prices are going to go up. But it's not going to be because of Jason Hayward's contract. It's not going to be whether... Um, Brennan Davis is going to be all that. Tom Ricketts is going to employ people who are as good as he can find and afford at assessing what's the right price for tickets. Last year is 80. What do I charge for him this year? 80. Last year, 
This team, 75-60? Why do you choose that number? Because we want to get people inside the park. People aren't going to want to show up if you're charging them 86 bucks for these $80 tickets. They're not even going to show up for $80 for these $80. Drop it to $67.50 and then we can probably get enough people so that you can maximize your revenue and add as much money as possible to your financial bottom line, your Forbes net worth as possible. So $76.50? Yeah, $76.50 it is. And if you're wrong, you're getting fired. It's really not that hard, people. Owners own baseball teams because they want to make money. People own McDonald's franchises because they want to make money. People buy shares of Walmart because they want to make money. Jason Hayward's contract has absolutely nothing to do with how much you are going to pay next year for your Cubs tickets. What will determine what you are going to pay for your Cubs tickets is... What's the number that's going to make Tom Ricketts the most money? Making money is what's important for the owner. You will pay what the owner will be most benefited by and not a nickel more or less. Thanks for stopping by.